Offensive Loons fans phone, Offensive Loons fan speaking. Hi, I'm John from the Audience Experience Enhancement Department at SoundCloud. The Audience Enhancement uh, Experiment? The Audience Experience Enhancement Department at SoundCloud. We're responsible for making sure that all of our users are getting the most they can out of the content on SoundCloud. And there's a couple of things that I'd like to talk to you about today. Um, okay, yeah, whatever. What's I've, going on? I've had the chance to listen to your first two podcasts. And, What'd you think? Well, there's a couple of concerns that we have uh, about some of the things that have been said. Okay. Um, you said your name was John from... John, that's correct. John... John is fine. Okay. Um, yeah, what's wrong? Well, let me start uh, with item number one. You and Mr. Zeller use the phrase motherfucker too much. We use it too much? Is there like too a much. SoundCloud like a policy on the use of motherfucker? Is that yes. what you guys have? Uh, remember when you clicked accept on the terms and conditions of usage? I don't remember that at all. Most people don't. Next time, I would suggest that you take a couple of minutes to read through that. Is this particular to the use of the phrase motherfucker? Or is well, subsection on the three tape? is about motherfucker, and there's others, but we'll not talk about those right now. Okay, so I have to swear less, whatever, sure. Is that it? No, item number two. You had a whole segment where you just attacked another podcast? Attacked? Is this what this is about? They contacted you, right? The We Call It Soccer people. They got you and they said, we don't feel good. They made us feel bad. We don't like to talk about uh, specific complaints that have been lodged unless there's some sort of pending legal One action. of their names is Kale Bolson. I'm aware, Bols sir. Kale Bolson. Yes, we've spoken with him about that. Okay, so don't make fun of other podcasts. Fine, yes. Is that it? No. Number three, we've also had some complaints from users named Colin. Users named Colin? Yes, uh, there's a significant percentage of our uh, audience that's named Colin, and they felt that you weren't attacking just a specific Colin, but Collins in general. So... <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, we had multiple Collins. They all had incorrect uh, opinions. One of them doesn't even spell his goddamn, I mean, his, uh, you know, his darn uh, name correctly. Yeah, we got Collins, and the Collins are terrible, and it doesn't matter. Let's move on to the next item. Jesus. In the last podcast, you did some analysis of an upcoming game and what you hope to see. A lot of our audience members felt that it was incoherent and unintelligible. Unintelligible? That is correct. Like it wasn't intelligent? They didn't like it. They didn't and I like don't it. like it either. You didn't like it, okay. Um, was it uh, too advanced? It was too complicated, too nuanced? What, they couldn't follow it? I felt like I was taking notes. You felt like you were taking notes? Yes. <sighs> okay. Let's Bad move on analysis? To, yeah, fine. No, let's move on to item five. Item five. So the song that you oh use in your intro and outro. What? Have you received permission to utilize yes. that? Yes. Yes, we have received permission directly from the artist. Yep. Do you have documentation to verify that claim? I can quote tweet their permission at you. I reached out to you them reached on out Twitter. You reached out to them on Twitter. On Twitter. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to the next item then. Uh, David Zeller uh, frequently makes up the names of players or mispronounces them. In an era of fake news, it's really important that content is accurate. Okay, Zeller makes up a lot of names. Yeah, he doesn't quite know what he's talking about. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll talk to Zeller about not knowing any of the uh, players or how to pronounce their names. And last, uh, but certainly not least, 
as I said, we don't like to comment on specific complaints, uh, but we have had a uh, serious legal concern lodged by the agent of Jermaine Taylor. Jermaine Taylor's agent? Okay, look, look, yes, I got I got overboard with Jermaine Taylor. Uh, I said that his bad soccer playing probably meant he was also a bad person. It was hyperbole. This is a, you know, it's like a radio show. You, know, you listen in the morning and there's people, they're just making fun of each other and they're just bouncing jokey jokes off of each other. He just didn't being find goofy. it very amusing. Um, he listens? It was referred to him. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's talk about the consequences. Consequences? You're not just here to tell me shape up. No. What are you going to do? Are you going to pull us off the air? No, something worse. If you fail to complete the corrective actions that I've outlined in this conversation, there's a $25 fine. $25. $25 US dollars. So we have to sh- we have to shape up our podcast, stop swearing so much, stop making fun of other people so much, or we have to pay you $25 to keep doing it. That is correct, sir. I'm thinking. $25. Okay. We'll stop swearing so much and all that. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. We'll be in touch. Coming to you live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul. We are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to. But we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, welcome guys. Uh, we're starting off the day with shots, or the night, I guess. And uh, we're sh- shooting some uh, stuff I smuggled in, some Malort. So <laughs> enjoy this Malort, David, uh, Touché. David Martin. Touche. That Ooh. tastes like the word Malort sounds. It's, it's, it's bitter and grassy at the same time. If that's even a, a possible thing. Yeah. Bitter and grassy. You know, I saw uh, this uh, this young lady. I wasn't looking at the young lady, but I had this cord in my eye. I saw she's sitting over here at the bar, and she had this uh, she had a bottle out. And I'm like, good lord, what is she drinking? That looks interesting. And I noticed it was a ketchup bottle. So, thought it was a really interesting drink, and that's, it wasn't. That's fair. You're you're sick, so I'm sick. You're yeah, probably you're, you're hallucinating you've blown it for the shit, people. Right? Yeah, you've blown it for the people listening. Our veneer is gone already. Yes, I have strapped my. So yeah, that'll that'll be a good lead into this. So I had a terrifying story today, and this is a soccer podcast. But you got to hear this story because it scared the shit out of me. My son has uh, impetigo, which is uh, for those of you who don't have kids, is basically like having strep on your face. It's the same bacteria, just kind of gives you a rash. I I had impetigo when I was wrestling in high school. That's what actually kept me out of the state tournament my senior year. Not good. So no. yeah, you're you're gonna test it. It's not good. Yeah. No, and I he's know. Uh, he's so he's got that, and um, so he had to go home from school today i was home alone with him while i was working and he comes over to me he says 
dad, my face really hurts. And it breaks my heart because he's three years old, you know. And so it's just, it's, he doesn't know what to do about it. He says, dad, my face really hurts. I'm like, okay, let's let's go wash it because we can't do much about it. So we're going to take it. We're going to wash up his scabs and all this kind of stuff. And he says, and we're going to go to the sink. And he says, dad, will you kill me because it hurts so bad? And I said, son, what did you say? He said, dad, I want you to kill me because my face hurts. I'm like, what are you talking about, bud? I said, Dad, I want you to carry me so my face doesn't hurt. He uh, was saying carry, and I just heard kill because uh, he talks like he's three years old. That also sounds like probably what uh, Leo Messi was saying after the uh, Champions League beatdown. God that they damn. So you had to take my heart-wrenching experience today and turn it into soccer. Dad, you, please great. kill me. Yeah, I thought, um, I thought my three-year-old is telling me to kill him today. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. <laughs> there's no segue There's no segue for that. No segue for that. <laughs> uh, we're This is a... Uh, Special Dave's uh, Dave's I Know podcast. Yep. We are going to be doing some previews. Uh, we're the less said about today's Toronto game, the better. That is 100% true. We'll talk a little bit about that because it's in my notes a little bit for the Toronto uh, preview. Sure. We're going to talk about the Eastern Conference, as I call it, or the Eastern Conference. You don't come here for no comedy. Yeah, That's true. Where it's at. So we're going to actually, here's how we're going to work. We're going to talk about the Eastern Conference today. Uh, we are going to drop a super special pod for you on Monday morning. That's the Western Conference. Yep, off-schedule pod. Yeah. Off-schedule pod. And then we're going to do our regular schedule pod next Wednesday. Uh, we'll drop it on Thursday for you. Uh, that's the Minnesota United preview. So we'll talk a little bit probably vaguely about Minnesota United yep. on Monday. Yep. Maybe tell, I'll, I'll probably – because they're not, they're not making the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> we, can, we can say where they will end up, but then we'll actually talk a bit more in-depth about the team and what we think. I had a problem, um, yep. So let's talk about the the Eastern Conference. Uh, weekly sponsor uh, for these weekly this Eastern Conference preview is Groin Guard Jock Straps. Groin Guard, go nuts! All right, and we're going to do this alphabetically because I think that makes the most sense. My kids will tell you yes. Because I, I hope I <laughs> hope we have different uh, opinions on how teams are going to finish yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah, let's do this. So let's, uh, so the format is this. Uh, I'll talk about the first team, the record last year, how they finished, and when they play Minnesota. So. Uh, Atlanta United FC, they are the first team, and conveniently enough, they did not have a record last year. <laughs> they did not finish in the standings. Still undefeated. Still undefeated, uh, and they play Minnesota. Home opener for us, actually, so we play them almost right away in yep. the in part of the United Derby, uh, as we are liking to call it. Dave, what do you got on Atlanta? So, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I'm going to break them down into notable additions, noticeable, notable subtractions. For them, it's all additions, obviously, but key ones, Miguel Almiron, I think he's the star Arsenal target uh, uh, for a while there, and we ended up buying him essentially for about the same price. Brad Guzan, I'm uh, I'm middling about bringing in a designated player goalkeeper. A goalkeeper, in my opinion, can only impact the game so much. He can marshal the back line, but well, he's not even coming in until halfway through the year. Yeah, too, and so. you're 100 right about that. But you know, he'll be a standout. He'll sell some jerseys. Uh, uh, Joseph Martinez, um, do, I like this. Do keepers sell jerseys? I think Brad Guzan might. Okay. Certainly in Atlanta. He's, he's not going to sell them anywhere else in the country. But um, uh, <laughs> Martinez is a technically savvy forward. I think he's going to be the guy putting the goals in. He's a Venezuelan guy. Now, he's here's the thing about him. He's good, but he hasn't scored really a bunch of goals where he's been so far. Uh, I see him among the starters, at least rotationally, if not consistently. So basically sum it up. Are they going to be any good? A lot of people have talked about the flashiness of the signings. i got a counter-opinion. I think that hasn't been quite as flashy as people have talked about. Some of the rumors have been really flashy, but the guys they actually landed are probably, for MLS, you know, three- and four-star guys. they they got a good team, especially for an expansion draft, but, uh, or expansion team, but I'm not blown away. So that said, that sounds like classic Minnesota mm. fan defensiveness. Uh, honestly, I'm jealous about a few of the things they've done, but yeah. I think um, – 
they're going to be a good team this first year. I don't agree with what some people have said, that they're not built for the long term. I think they can be built for the long term. I see them uh, possibly making a playoff spot. I see them kind of battling right among that. But um, I think people talk about how players on the pitch need to gel. That's true. But uh, they don't talk about how an organization, a, a tactical coaching staff, all these other things need to gel as well. That's going to hurt them in the first year. I tend to agree with all of that. Um, I have in my notes uh, Ken Wine Jones, uh, who has over 200 uh, English appearances in the Premier League and yep. in the Championship. He scored over 100 goals in English and European competitions over 12 seasons. So, yep. guy knows how to find the back of the net. Um, he's going to lead their attack. Uh, and uh, you mentioned Miguel Amaron. Um, I was sort of jealous that Atlanta got he him. He was and, the one. Yeah, he yeah. was the one that was. And then, jealous. I mean, of course, Tata. I mean, mentioned, if nothing else, yeah, like Tata as the as the gaffer of the team, like that was a that was probably arguably the biggest biggest signing star. of of Atlanta's team. I mean, they signed some really interesting young guys and some interesting older guys. Tata, you know, I don't know. We'll see what he can do as a as an MLS as an MLS it takes man. Adjusting. Yeah. I'm a little I'm a little more bullish uh, on Atlanta than you are, um, and I don't think. I mean, I think they will. I mean, it's MLS, so you're pretty much always in competition for the playoffs until you're, <laughs> that's, until, that's you're fair, yeah. until you're like April and you're the Chicago Fire. Yeah, yeah um, then you're out of it already. But I think they're not going to compete uh, as hardly as hardly as uh, a lot of people are thinking they're going to. So. Okay. Let's move on um, to the Chicago Fire. I got some hot takes on the Chicago Fire. Oh, God, please. Um, so le- record last year, they were finished 7, 17, and 10 with 31 points. They were the worst team in MOS again. Uh, this team won an MLS Cup in their inaugural season and have been a raging tire fire ever since. Uh, Minnesota goes to Chicago in August, August 26th to be exact, actually. Dark Clouds will probably be taking a bus down there, so you'll probably see me down in Chicago for that match. Which is technically not Chicago. Um, let's talk about Dax McCarty. Traded against his will. Yeah, he's vocal about it. Uh, yeah, I love it. And from the New York Red Bulls, which he was probably, he was their, like, basically their captain, their leader. Um, he's a defensive mid. Um, I'm interested to see, like, they, and Chicago also brought in Juninho, who's like the other big name signing. Yep. Um, I think those guys, if they can gel, can play off each other really, really well and actually create a pretty formidable attack um minnesota united fans might remember that we traded um our uh allocation place for uh some gam and a second rounder uh in the super draft next year from chicago to chicago uh from chicago for our spot in the uh, allocation order so my question to you is can the tire fire not be terrible again (laughs) i would love for chicago to not be terrible I, i i like chicago I like Chicago the city. I have friends who love Chicago the team. Uh, Here's what I'll say about it. Their ambition has ratcheted it up. Uh, uh, Obviously, uh, you talked about Dax. You talked about Janino. I'm talking about um, Nemanja Nikolic, uh, who was a huge signing. Um, They're still in talks with Bastian Schweinsteiger. Um, That hasn't panned out yet. That's still happening? It hasn't happened yet, obviously. But um, that is talks that's still happening. It's not been ruled out. And the fact that the Chicago Fire are even talking about it is them playing a different game than I'm used to them playing. 
Um, I'll be honest with you, I think that even just having the kind of ambition that they've shown can pay dividends beyond the players you actually land. I think um, it gets the fans engaged and, and uh, into it. I think it gets the players themselves feeling like they're supported, like they're going to invest in the team. So I think there's some intangibles that come from some of the ambition that Chicago's had. I like the players they have. So my overall prognosis, we've talked about the guys. Um, I can't tell you they're going to turn to the MLS Cup contenders overnight or that they're going to gel right away, but I can tell you that they're going to be excited about it. They're going to compete for the playoffs, and uh, there's reason to stop making fun of them for being a tire fire, I guess. Well, but <clears throat> if there's no one there to watch the games, is, did they actually improve? Well, I'm that's, I, and I'm saying <laughs> I'm, this is the kind of thing that gets people out to watch in games. You that's know? true. Janino and uh, Dax, I, th I, mean, those, that's, I think that's particularly why they made those big splashy moves too is that they realize and they understand that they're kind of laughing stocks right now. They need to change that. So hopefully. Um, all right, what's moving along? <clears throat> you know, I was looking at the things here. Weirdly, a lot of the Eastern Conference teams are in the, higher in the alphabet than the Western Conference teams. Uh, <laughs> Columbus Crew. <coughs> I'm Sorry? the one with the strep. You're over here yeah. coughing. Uh, Columbus Crew uh, finished a disappointing eight, uh, ninth place last year with a record yeah. of 18, 14, and 12. Year, year after. Uh, 36 points, yeah, a year after uh, Stephen Clark blowing, blowing MLS Cup for them <laughs> uh, in 2015. Uh, they actually played Minnesota uh, here in Minnesota on the 4th of July, <clears throat> which uh, should be a really fun match. Fireworks, Columbus Crew. Um, Columbus Crew, yeah, what do you got? So the Columbus Crew uh, of just about any team in the Eastern <clears throat> Conference, I'm sorry, the Eastern Conference for me is an absolute mystery. Um, they've had a ton of churn in the defense. They've lost Corey Ash. Uh, they lost Steve Clark. Uh, you mentioned you probably don't, you know, aren't clutching your pearls about that. Michael Parkhurst. Um, so they've had a lot of churn there in the defense. Mohamed Saeed, who plays a little, yeah, know, came, kind of a number eight, came so to Minnesota, not, not and, defensive. And the Columbus Crew fans were pissed when he was drafted they by were. Minnesota. Absolutely. So and and you know you look at what they added. They added, for instance, Jonathan Mensa. Uh, by the way, the Ghanaian pipeline for MLS is huge. If you don't know about Ghanaian players coming into um, MLS, it's waves. It's waves and yeah. waves. Anyways, they haven't really replaced those people uh, on the defense, in my mind. That said, there's also a question of where are the goals going to come from. They have a great goal scorer in Ola Kamara, the lesser of two Kamaras, if you will. Um, but they don't have a lot of depth behind him. So my opinion, my ultimate prognosis is this. There's way too much unknown here. Any team that has uh, Federico Higuain is not going to be embarrassing. Uh, you got guys like Will Trapp and uh, Kamara who can contribute, obviously, but it's downhill quickly after that, yeah. or at the very least, unknown. This feels like a rebuilding year to me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Columbus scored 50 goals last year, which is uh, actually like on the sort of higher end of the of the middle. They also conceded 58 goals, which is a shit ton of goals. Yep. Um, that and, being and again, said, they had nothing but churn in the defense. Yeah, and that, now, so. that being said, uh, the trap, uh, Chani, Finley, Iguain, Diamond still scares the shit out of me. <clears throat> so I think this team has a lot of talent. I don't know if they can actually put everything together again. Um, I hope that. 2016 was an aberration, but I'm I'm kind of leaning the same way as you are. I don't sure. I actually don't think I don't. I think they missed the playoffs this year, and um, I think that's probably for the better, as it gives them a chance to like sort of retool and rejigger everything up. So they get that <laughs> high draft pick next year, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right, moving along. DC United. Uh, DC United finished fourth last year, uh, which is a market improvement from the previous several years. Uh, they lost in the knockout round to Montreal. Um, 
And they finished with a record of 11, 10, and 13 with 46 points. Uh, we play DC United at home uh, on July 29th. I know much to Schieffer Decker and East Coast Dark Clouds, yeah. Chagrin. We don't really play many games on the East Coast this year. Yeah, but poor those guys. Uh, what do you got on DC United? So, I, you know, I look at who they brought in. Uh, they brought in Sebastian Latou, who is continuing his effort to play on every single MLS team before he's dead. Um, he's only, like, 33, by the way. I thought he was, like, you know, 190 years old. Yeah, no, he's, he's younger than I thought. Um, anyways, uh, but beyond folks like that, they didn't bring in a ton of talent. They still have Steen, Steve Birnbaum, whom they signed to a very long-term contract. Now, I love Steve Birnbaum. He's gotten better every year. He's a, a good Charlie Day lookalike if you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes, so is. go ahead and look him up. Uh, <laughs> they've got Sean Franklin. Uh, I think he's a solid right back. Uh, he's probably not at the level he was at three years ago when L.A. was you know running the table. Uh, but he's going to bring a good, uh, a good veteran experience there. Lloyd Sam is in there. So uh, are they any good? Here's what I'll say. They've got depth at the wings. Patrick Nyarko, uh, Lloyd Sam, Lamar Nagel. Uh, Sebastian Latou, these are all pretty good guys. Honestly, they're going to be competing for time this year, so some, that's going to be interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. So they've got that. They're wanting in central defense. I mean, I look at the names they've got, Jared Jeffrey, Rob Vincent, uh, Julian Boucher. That's not making me tingle in my nether region. So my, you know, what I'm saying is they remind me of Minnesota United. They're, um, they have a top-to-bottom mix of youth and experience. They're fairly well-rounded for the level that they're at, but that level is maybe not extremely high and they yeah. don't have any big obvious playmakers so the kid in dc who's i mean and we uh stole colin martin from dc uh which was amos one of amos mcgee's uh uh picks and so the kid that actually uh i'm excited to watch this year is uh luciano acosta sure. uh he's five three he's literally shorter than my wife um, my wife. Uh, he's a Boca Juniors Academy kid. Um, he's only 22. Just had his first year in MLS last year. I think he's poised for a breakout year. Sure. And, I mean, you mentioned all those guys in the back line. I still, that back line gave up four goals to Montreal in the knockout round last year. Sample size. Sam well, even still, like, <laughs> they, the Eastern Conference scored a lot of goals, but they also gave up a lot of goals as well. And I don't know what if they've done anything to actually improve that back line. So sure. I'll be interested to see how, how they do, what they, how they start off the season. Um, all right, let's talk about Montreal. Speaking of God, speaking of knockouts, Montreal impact. Speaking of knockouts. Uh, that was your best transition. That it was, was yeah. That was I know, right? Uh, sorry, I was pulling my beer in. Um, they finished last year uh, in fifth place uh, with a record of 11, 11, and 12. Yep. Probably like the most 500 team in MLS last year. Uh, 45 points, uh, got them fifth. They got them into the knockaround. Again, they knocked out uh, DC United and the Red Bulls in the semifinals, and they lost uh, to Toronto in a crazy, crazy two-legged Eastern Conference best, final. Best playoff series um, I've ever seen. They play Minnesota. Uh, we play actually play. We play at Montreal uh, in June or no, sorry, not June, September, September sixteenth. Uh, I'm actually gonna try to go to that game possibly. Wow. Um, and so my big thing with Montreal is hopefully they know how to draw an 18 yard box at the Olympic Stadium wow. this year. That is some shots fired, uh, Montreal. It was um, uh, it was in Canada, so the yeah. measurements are different. They're um, something like that. I mean, Toronto, Toronto managed to do it. So metric box, yeah. yeah. And yards is actually you know what they actually use in Canada, not. Look, I don't know stuff, a lot of stuff so. and things. Okay, so I mean, here's what, here's all I know is all I know is Montreal doesn't have Drogba anymore. So, so they don't have Drogba. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. I so first of all, I look at who they added. Almost nobody. Okay, they've got one midfielder, uh, Zemiley. Uh, okay, fine. 
but I look at whom they lost. You got Didier Drogba, and not a ton of talent that they lost. They've retained a lot of their key guys, uh, Ignacio Piatti, uh, Dominico Duro. He's going to still give you a lot of uh, um, good stuff on the right wing. But they didn't add a lot of difference makers either. They really, really kind of held steady with what they had last year. So they're going to be good. As long as you've got Piatti scoring, you know, 17 goals like he scored last year, uh, folks like Oduro, uh, you're going to be good. And Drogba is not a huge loss because Drogba didn't get as much time last year, especially as the, you know, toward the end of the year as he uh, had been getting another time. So I think they can yeah. move on from Drogba. Here's the problem, though. They didn't add the piece that pushes them to the next level. So remember, this no. is a team that only made fifth throughout the year. So uh, they made the playoffs, late run in the playoffs. <clears throat> but did they get enough to be consistent now at that new high level? Probably not. I, I think they're a playoff team, but, but maybe not more than that. No, and they concede a ton of goals. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and they concede a ton of goals off of crosses. And as you mentioned, they didn't do anything to bring anything, anybody into the back line mix um, no. to prevent that. And so that, I mean, that leads me to hope, as a, you know, a Minnesota fan, <clears throat> that we get to see some Callum Malice a little bit. Maybe he gets into the mix a little bit. I, God, if I'm Montreal, I'm, I'm thinking maybe you've got to go five at the back, which is kind of look. insane. But maybe you got to do it. I'd love to see him playing Toronto again. If Toronto moved yeah. up to the uh, three-five-two, but then Montreal had five in the back, so Toronto's <laughs> got three in the back, and Montreal's got five in the back. God damn! Oh, that'd be a blast. All right, um, moving along to a team that did make the playoffs last year. Um, that will play early in this this upcoming year. Uh, the New England Revolution. Uh, they just missed the playoffs. They finished in seventh place. Uh, their record was eleven, fourteen, and nine with forty-two points. And we will travel to uh, Foxborough. Uh, so not quite Boston uh, in uh, April, or sorry, March, March 25th. Um, what do we expect from the revolution this year other than Bobby Badman is Bobby not Batman. on their team anymore and is on our team? Right, so they're not going to see much of Shuttlecock anymore, and I think that probably is going to make some people happy. He's kind of come off the pace he was at over the last couple of years. This is a team that baffles me. If I'm playing uh, football manager, you know, if I'm playing FIFA, and I throw together a team that has lean win, Andrew Farrell, Kai Kamara, Diego Fagundes. I'm looking at you saying, God damn, I put together a good little team here. And then they're seventh last year. Like, I know, I've already said on this podcast, there's something to be said for, for gelling and there's something to be said for tactics and all these other things. On paper, this is a team that should be really good in MLS. But on the actual paper last year, they weren't really that great. So what is the prognosis? My, my, my guess is, who the hell knows? I mean, uh, after plastering over some holes in the central defense, they were not great in the central defense last year. I think now they're going to be a little better. I think that they should be better. But <laughs> who the hell knows? Because I thought they should have been there last well, year. I, I don't know. They have the, the Revolution have the same problem that Minnesota has in the attacking part of the field. They have five good players for four positions. And, I mean, that I mean, uh, Lee Nguyen is probably going to be on the bench. And that, he's two years removed. And scoring 18 goals, and he's probably going to be playing coming off the bench, and that's a good problem to have. But you also need to have good rotation when it comes to that because sure, you guys, you, you know, your especially your attackers get can get stale and can get bored on the bench, and it's awesome to have someone who scored 18 goals two years ago coming <laughs> off the bench. But what have you done for me lately? Well, yeah, you yeah. know, and so I don't know, Cody Cropper, another talking about Minnesota connections, another Minnesota yep. kid. We could have. We probably could have had him like a year and a half ago, um, and we just the one that got away. He was training with Minnesota United, and we didn't sign him. And we that's shot probably to ask him out, and he ended up being courted by the pretty Canadian. Yeah, lady so we'll see. And, and that's 
we're talking about all this attacking options, and then that also doesn't include Femi Hollinger Jansen, which we just sent back to uh, New England. Well, he's so. he's gonna get no time unless they loan him out so to somebody. So it's interesting, yeah. So that that all that that trade just. We talked about it last weird. week. You know, Femi's not going to get any weird. goddamn time wherever he goes. Yeah. So. All right. I mean, I'm sorry. We, re we resolved <laughs> to stop swearing or swear less. I've, I can get a goddamn listen, in I've, there. I have. I've. We've, we've been good. We've this is the most on yeah. task. I haven't called. Podcast. Him, I haven't called someone a motherfucker once. Yet, I, haven't, so. I haven't said that someone should. Uh, what did I say? I said that Jermaine Taylor should go home and. I thought oh. as he kiss his wife and kids yeah, with that mouth. Yeah, that? basically. Just because yeah, he's bad at right back. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't know. So, yeah, then we're really on task. All right. I'm proud of myself. Sounds good. Um. New York City FC, that's the next team in the alphabet. Uh, they finished second. They came out of nowhere, I guess, kind of, and finished second uh, in the standings in the Eastern Conference. Uh, 15, yep. 10, and 9, 54 points. Um, they lost to a Toronto FC in the Eastern Conference semifinals by a score of touchdown to zero. Seven to nothing all across two matches. Uh, we go to New York City FC and play in Yankee Stadium in September, September 29th, which is actually a Thursday, which is a really dumb time to go play a soccer game in <laughs> New York City. Uh, mostly because I really want to go. I really want to see Yankee Stadium, but I don't want to go on a Thursday. So, um, all right. What do we got on New York City FC? What's What's interesting about New York? So everyone thought they're going to be amazing. So they were Atlanta United 1.0, really, you know. And uh, they brought in but, these great guys, but with some like bigger, bigger, even name bigger, yeah, GPs, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so they, um, everyone thought they were going to be at Atlanta. What we think Atlanta is going to be the first year didn't happen. Some of the stuff we talk about, uh, things with the team, things with the organization, things with the way people gel. But then they finally hit that cylinder last year. They should have. Here's what's scary about them: they came in second in the East last year, and they've only added since then. They've got Maxi Morales. Uh, they've added uh, guys like Rodney Wallace, Sean Johnson, and Goal. They did lose Frank Lampard. I think they're going to feel that. They lost uh, Medi Bellucci. I think that that's going to come into play. But when you have a guy like David Villa, who scored a pornographic amount of goals last year, 23 goals last year, you've still got Pirlo, kind of a deep-lying midfielder, playmaker there. Uh, yeah, they're absolutely really good. I think they're only going to be better because I think they're a bit more well-rounded right now. So, uh the, my only fear is, and I just said that they're well-rounded, is that they could still be top-heavy. They've got those stars that everyone knows the names of. They're going to win a lot of games on the backs of them. That said, they're going to lose a lot of games by letting in goals they never should have let in because they continue to not invest in their back line. So, can I uh, can I tell you a fun little stat that oh I God, just please. discovered? Um, so, New York City FC <laughs> scored the most goals in, or the second most goals in the league, or no, most goals in the league last year with 62. You know what their goal differential was? What? Plus five. Yep. They scored go. 62 goals, and their goal differential was plus five. But when you factor in the uh, playoffs, their goal differential ended up being negative two. <laughs> yeah. So when Toronto scored seven goals, they actually finished. They scored 60 goals, the most goals in the league, and yet they still ended up with a negative goal differential. Yeah, that's that's and the question. Is they, they haven't meaningfully invented, is, uh, invested in that back line. It's New York City to me. is It's Pirlo and, and Vila and everyone, uh, uh, Davavia and everyone covering for him. They bought literally five or six midfielders in yeah. the offseason. Another fun fact, actually, for you. This is uh, good, good news for all of you Loons fans out there. A full uh, one quarter of playoff teams in the MLS made the playoffs with negative goal differentials. Most yeah. of those came in the Eastern Conference. MLS, yeah. But um, we'll see. We'll see what Patrick Beard does. Like, he, you're right. He needs to shore up the back. 
drastically. Yep. But they play in that really weird pitch too, where like you can literally th- like do a throw in and get a header off a throw in and score a goal. Like I've seen that. Someone actually did that last year, like a throw in header right. combination. Right. Like th- that's yeah. fucking insane. Like they need to find a new place to play. Yeah. I love Yankee Stadium. I think it's an iconic venue, but still. It used to be an iconic venue before be. they tore it down and rebuilt it. Built it. Re- yeah. to new Yankee Stadium. Right on. Yeah. All right, uh, moving along to the other New York team, which is actually a team that plays in New Jersey, the <laughs> New York Red Bulls. Uh, they finished first in the Eastern Conference last year, uh, narrowly missing out. They finished third in the uh, Supporters' Shield. Uh, their record was 16-9-9, 57 points total. Um, again, they lost it to the aforementioned Montreal Impact in the semifinals. And we traveled to New Jersey uh, in to play at Red Bull Arena on July 22nd this year. David, what do you got on the Red Bulls? Honestly, I think, in my opinion, they had a similar offseason to Montreal. So, so are, are the Red Bulls good? They're good. Montreal was good, too. But who did they add? The Red Bulls added, and I, my notes literally say here, some homegrown slash academy dudes and USL call-ups, which is exactly what they added. You know, they, they didn't add those big, meaningful pieces. Now, you've got a team that has Sasha Kleschen. He had 20 assists last year. That is, uh, we should censor that because it's ridiculous. They've got, obviously, Bradley Wright Phillips, 24 goals last year, maybe the best finisher of the entire league. They're a good team. They're going to do well. That said... Have they added those pieces to move them into that obvious next level? Man, I don't know. I, uh, I think they're certainly uh, playoff contenders, and the, uh, crazy enough shit happens in the playoffs to get them to maybe being realistic cup contenders. Are the Shield contenders, though, no, because they can't be that consistent for that long without investing in their team a little bit more. Um, I mean, you forget Red Bulls 2 won the USL last year. Um, so, I mean, they clearly have some decent... Uh, kids down there. I'm a little more. I'm a little more bearish on the uh, on the Red Bulls than you are. There were some big shakeups. Of course, Dax McCarty we talked about before yep. uh, getting shipped out. Ali Curtis, uh, who's been their sporting director for the last several years and sort of helped build this team yeah. with Jesse Marsh is out. He just recently um, and you know basically they you know mutual parting of differences and all that. <laughs> You're right. They still have uh, BWP. They still Sasha Question. But they were the best team in the Eastern Conference last year uh, during the regular season by a, by a bit, in my estimation. I mean, I know okay. Toronto came out of it, but I think the Red Bulls were probably the better team. Um, I, my note here is New Jersey is the armpit of America. I just want to make sure that that was in <laughs> podcast form somewhere. Um, so come at me, New Jersey. Let's go. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, little, I'm a little higher on the Red Bulls. I don't think much changes. I mean, I don't think anybody has improved so much on the Eastern Conference to overtake them. Um, that's a good point. But that's yeah. where I, you know, I mean, you're talking about, we talked about Montreal. Chicago made a bunch of moves, but they were so shit last year that it doesn't yeah. really matter. Where does that bring of, them? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, teams were on the top of the, of the league last year. No one actually did anything to really, in my opinion, like, do more than what the Red Bulls did last year. So, um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, let's talk about the other uh, other recent expansion team, Orlando City SC. Um, they finished last year uh, in eighth place, uh, actually doing worse than the year before. Uh, their record was 9, 11, and 14, with finished with 41 points. And they come to Minnesota in to the end of May, near my birthday, uh, May 27th. Um, Orlando City actually gave up the most goals in MLS last year. They gave up 60 goals. What do we expect from Orlando City this year, David? Um, Orlando City were 
way far back last year. Really sad for them because I like that franchise. Uh, I like the you know the they, fans. They've done the, some really good stuff, especially with with Pride and their, their new stadium is going to be amazing. Absolutely. So. And so you know, for as a sort of neutral soccer in America fan, a fan of the project, capital P, if you will, I like Orlando. So it was tough to see me. It was tough for me to see them fail last year in the way that they did. Now, additions they brought in Will Johnson. They brought in Jonathan Spector. Uh, each of whom have gotten some uh, U.S. men's national team time. Uh, they brought in, you know, Josh Saunders, a goalkeeper. Um, really didn't lose a ton, lost Julio Baptista. But, you know, they've still got Kaka, obviously an incredible playmaker in the number 10 role. Uh, it's probably his last year, which is really cool. That he we'll, said it's his last year. We'll probably get, point, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to see him hopefully in Minnesota, which is really awesome. I know there's a lot of fans of Kaka up here who are excited to see Kaka in the field. So. Oh yeah, it'll be absolutely cool. Um, and you know, and obviously Will Johnson and Jonathan Spector are gonna make this team better. Last year they allowed 60 goals. That's too many goals. I don't know if you don't know how to sign. That's too many damn goals. Now a lot of goals. They're going to allow fewer than 60 goals. They've done enough with this team, and they're going to have enough gelling under their new leadership to allow fewer than 60 goals. But they've done nothing meaningful in the attack. I still think they score around 55 goals. I think they move up the table from the, the absolute basement where they were last year. But I don't think, you know, they've got a long ways to climb, and I don't think they climb all the way up this year. That's fair. I mean, 55 goals was the uh, second most goals scored in the league last year. They scored 55 goals. I don't have a but problem. But they gave up with 60. That's my point. Yeah. So they can I score mean, 55. If they score 55 and they and Jonathan Spector like prevents another like six goals from going in, that's very. They're optimistic. probably the, f the four seed in the East, honestly. So I, whether he can do that or not, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Uh, going on my uh, you know crevice uh, theme here. As much as New Jersey is the armpit of America, Orlando and the Jacksonville, Orlando area is basically the taint of the America. The taint of America. Yeah. Listen, it looks kind of like the saggy, droopy kind of been uh, to Jacksonville. penis. But I've been to Jacksonville. You fly into Orlando and then you drive to Jacksonville, and it's, it is no good. It is the fucking worst. I was in Orlando two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, how was that? All the trees are all fucked up. You know up here how the trees got like normal leaves and stuff yeah. down there? They're all like... You know, they're all weird. Weird? Just, yeah. just weird? They're like palm trees. Not okay. Good. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think their defense has got to be much more improved. Um, Spectre and PC, you know, PC on the, on the left, Spectre in the central mid, or central defense. Sure. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Philadelphia Union is our next team, second to last team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the real they, tire fire. The, they... Yes, I well, mean they made it to they, the. They, they did fine last year. Yeah, they made it to the Open Cup uh, finals a couple years ago. I um, can't not call them a tire fire. They, it's, it's too ingrained. They are uh, 11, 14, and nine, 42 points. They finished sixth. They actually made the playoffs last year. They lost to eventual uh, Eastern Conference champions Toronto FC in the knockout round. Uh, we come or no Philadelphia Union comes to us uh, in September, the 9th of September. What do we got on the Philly Union? Um, you know, they, they added Oguchi Onyewu uh, in defense, much needed. Uh, NASL fans will know they added uh, Fafa Picolt. I, I think, you know, we'll see how he plays at MLS level uh, on a consistent basis here. But the Gucci is going to make a big difference. They, they've already got uh, Alejandro Bedoya. <laughs> um, so they got a couple of U.S. men's national teamers there. Now, are they any good? 
Let's find out. I mean, they started last year looking like they were going to be, uh, you know, a big effing deal before they kind of regressed toward the mean, which we expected. They barely eked into the playoffs. I think when you look at the talent that they have, the balance from top to bottom, the direction that they have, this is the absolute dictionary definition of a mid-team, ta a mid-table team. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they eked in based on goal differential against the Revolution. They had not gotten scored on as much as the Revolution had gotten scored on. So, I mean, the, one of my biggest question marks is um, I think they're going to play a 4-2-2-2 two, two, two with a very narrow spine. Um, something, I think, kind of similar to what Minnesota United might line up in um, based on actual formation, not necessarily like what the lineup card looks like. Um, they love. I have Char Charlie Davis is on that team. I love Charlie Davis. Yeah. Great story. Um, but yeah, a it's a terrible story. story. It's a great but story. It's a but great it's a terrible comeback story. story. And I, I really wanted to see him succeed. I've always really liked him a lot. Yep. Um, and then the other question is they have they have a DP who is probably going to be spending his time on the bench in Maurice Adu. <laughs> like they're spending amazing, a yeah. ton of money on a guy who's basically going to ride the bench. May get ten minutes. Maybe a ten minute, fifteen minute run out. You know. Once, you know, once a week, you know, we'll see. Maybe he gets a start here and there, maybe Open Cup. But that's kind of insane. Um, and also, I just, for, as the Liverpool, uh, this is a, you know, we're Liverpool fans. Uh, Giuliano Wijnaldum is the brother yeah. of uh, Gigi Wijnaldum. It's um, amazing, how, amazing how much stock we put into stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> now, th he's a national team player for the Netherlands. And, uh, you know, he's playing uh, left back for... Philly probably opening day so we'll see all right um finally your uh, MLS Cup runner-ups last year Toronto FC saving the second best for last uh their record was 14-9 and 11 they finished with 53 points they finished third in the standings uh again they lost to Seattle in the MLS Cup on penalties actually we watched that game that was a fun game we play in Toronto uh May 13th so what do we got on Toronto this year well, Toronto is still going to be good this year. They are a good team. They lost Will Johnson, but they have so many pieces in the attack that, that um, they can weather that. Um, lost Mark Bloom in the defense. Uh, didn't add too much here to the attack. Victor Vasquez is going gonna, is gonna to have an impact on him. They're, uh, the people you got to talk about are their DPs. Uh, Sebastian Javinko, I think MLS's best player. Um, Double-digit goals. Easily his best, or best, uh, best player. Some people MLS. would argue with it. But, uh, I mean, well, the, the Italian coaches would argue that he's nice. <laughs> so. well, here, here's all I'll say. You know, two full years in the league, he's had double-digit goals and assists each of those two MLS seasons. And notable for me, he doesn't seem to have a shitty attitude about MLS the way some DPs do. So, you know, I, I, I like that. Uh, Michael Bradley, you know, good deep-lying mid, uh, deep midfield playmaker. I know a lot of people are kind of sick of him, sick of him with the national team at least. Here's, a, here's an interesting I'm not. factor. I like Michael you. Bradley a lot. Yeah, if, you, if you're talking club soccer and MLS, I think he's a great ad, you know. Um, he logged 30 games for the Metro Stars in 2005, but he is only 29 years old. That doesn't even make sense. It's 2017. He logged 30 games for the Metro Stars 2005. in 2005. That was 12 years ago. Yeah, but he's 29 he's years 29? old. It's confusing, isn't it? He's, it doesn't seem real. He's only 29? He's Holy only 29 shit. years old. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning 35 this year. God, what and have I you played, accomplished? This I, podcast. I played yeah. pickup soccer on Saturday, and my, my, my ass and my glutes hurt until probably Tuesday of this week. And I played for like an hour and a half on Saturday. Oh Holy shit. I know. I was, I was shocked to uh, discover that as well. 
So, you know, are they going to be good this year? Obviously, definitely their attack is the strongest factor. I think the most interesting thing uh, to see this year is going to be what formation, what tactics the, do they deploy within that formation. Last year in the playoffs, they went with that 3-5-2 I talked about earlier here in the podcast. Um, the tactics they used created a lot of layers to the defense. You had to kind of weave in and out of a lot of people in, yeah. in, in vertical layers. I think it'll be interesting to see if they go back to that for the regular season. I but. Yeah, I think that 3-5-2 is deadly we saw they put the they put the uh the fucking you know guns to the head of nycfc and ran them up i was wondering what i was i was trying to yeah yeah. and i would actually the 352 is actually something i would i would argue that minnesota might want to consider trying out especially with the attacking options that we have i think it might be something and in the lack of depth and fallback although we'll get to minnesota united next week yeah we'll get them um all right, uh, and we and you know we saw t- today what Toronto can do when they're just given space to run around in. I mean, if you watch the the crappy the stream, yeah. stream, or you just follow along on Twitter like I was doing today, I actually <laughs> had some meetings. I had to follow. I couldn't actually watch the match. I had to follow along on Twitter, but basically everybody's like, "Oh, uh, Minnesota United players fall down. Juvenkel pops in the ball and shoots and scores." So um, Juvenkel will do that. He will do that. You can't make mistakes against Toronto. So. Okay, well, now is for our weekly segment. Say, what's in this drink? Uh, weekly sponsor this week is Sexual Intercourse. Get in, get out, and get on with life. Sexual Intercourse. David, what are you drinking this week? Uh, so I'm drinking an old style. I'm trying to keep oh. an eye on the budget right now. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe a one star out of five on um, uh, Untapped. You know, it's got kind of a, a mid-palate, uh, you know, burnt leaf kind of uh, okay. taste, you know? The fair thing is, uh, actually, at the Turf Club, you used to be able to get an old style and a bump, which was uh, a pint of old style and a bump of uh, whatever cheap rail whiskey they had on tap. Oh, I thought you were going to say a bump bucks. of something else. Oh, no. That, uh, yeah. How cheap was it? That you need to go into the bathroom for. The, it sure. was six, six bucks, yeah, for uh, old style and a little bit of bump of, uh, bump of whiskey. Oh. I mean, I'm not drinking anything. I mean, it's hams. I'm drinking hams. I sure. always drink hams when I come to Fitzgerald's because yeah. that's kind of how I roll. Um, all right, so that is say what's in this drink. Uh, you're sponsored, of course, by Sexual Intercourse. I'm not gonna say that slogan again. <laughs> all right, United news this week. Uh, we actually have some some news, uh, some more news, uh, some fun news. Uh, weekly sponsor, of course, is hams. I'm not saying this other tagline because I like hams. Hams. Um, hams literally I tastes I like ham. Hams. <laughs> hams. Uh, one Dave likes hams. Hams. <laughs> All right, so we have a couple of news items uh, this week. Uh, Jerome Thiessen, uh, the Swiss fullback, was officially signed. Uh, they're still waiting on getting the uh, visas and stuff in order, um, but he is a fullback, um, particularly a right back. He most recently played with FC Luzern in the Swiss League. He's got over 300 Swiss League caps, and I guess one other fun note uh, is that we paid 50000 in GAM for his super-secret discovery rights from Toronto FC because he was on their super-secret discovery list, so we had to pay to get him to sign him. So so that's cool. Any thoughts on actually some right-back, full-back depth? Well, you know, one thought that comes to mind is certain of our listeners, whom for legal reasons we can't call out, were pissing all over the front of their pants last week about why did they get shuttlecock? Why didn't they get a right back? As if like all things are mutually exclusive. Like you either get a right back next, or every other thing you do is pointless. Well, we ended up getting a right back. 
Honestly, 300 Swiss lead caps doesn't tell me a lot about how he's going to succeed here. Yeah. It sounds like 300 Europeans. Well, what? But, you know, but what does this mean for? What do you think this means for uh, Alvin Jones, the uh, Jamaican international that uh, has been trialing with the team at least? Is he? You think well, he's getting a getting a, a, sh a shot or no? So, honestly, I've I've got to say no. Uh, I think That's the fair. amount of time that they gave to Jermaine Taylor means that even if we're not seeing it on the pitch. They must be seeing it on the practice field. Oh, God, Jermaine field. Taylor? <sighs> Sorry, we can't do that anymore. <sighs> um, so, so they see something we don't see. I don't. They've already signed Viva. Uh, this guy was brought in to be a starter, so I just don't see the spot for him. All right. Um, another news, uh, slightly less sexy than Swiss fullbacks. Uh, the United Stadium bill was introduced in the House today. Um, I'm a super nerd when it comes to politics, and the political process and bills and Capitol Hill. I think I watched a little too much uh, Schoolhouse Rocks when I was growing up. Um, but the same bill was introduced today. Uh, it's actually was introduced in the House because all tax bills, which is, is a tax bill, it's a tax break bill, uh, are introduced in the House. It was referred to the House Taxes Committee. Um, it's basically the same bill as last year, um, the standalone version. Last year's bill ended up getting lumped together with an omnibus, omnibus bill uh, that got a pocket veto from Dayton because of some accounting errors because the Republicans uh, who were <laughs> doing that stuff on the Republican side just kind of fucked up. You so alienate that fan base. I don't do. really care. Come wow. at me, Republicans. Uh, the bill number is House File 1592. Um, I encourage you to call your legislator and let them know that you support House File 1592 and to uh, move it out of the Taxes Committee. I love that you gave that number. People are scrambling for their phones and their pens Listen, right now. I will probably write a story and link to it. And do it. Do <laughs> so, it. So um, I get really, I get really, I get, I get off on political process. So, all right, now to the next segment where we Eastern Conference projections. Where we're actually going to project the Eastern Conference. Our sponsor for this segment is Cellular Telephones. Cellular Telephones. It's an easy call. All right. So, who do you have? Like, let's go down. You want to start from the bottom and work up? or We can do that, yeah. Um, I actually broke it down even. I projected records even. Oh, my God. I didn't go that far. Um, I'm so sorry. That's fine. Um, I failed the podcast. No, no, no That's fine. So what we'll actually what we'll do is we will actually also post these on our website for posterity so yeah. that people can. And we encourage you to, like, comment and give us your projections as well. Yes, please. Go um, but let's go from, yeah. Uh, do you want to do it back and forth or do you want to – you do yours, I'll do mine. No, let's, let's do it back and forth. Okay. Let's do bottom to top. I want to do bottom to top. Okay. I'm, I'm a bottom. You're a bottom. I'm yeah, a top. So, um, so <laughs> my bottom, my toilet team of the year is DC United. Holy shit. DC United. Already aggressive. Yeah. I, I have the Chicago Fire again. <laughs> being said a tire all those fire. Nice, they, they add all these guys. And it's you're even they're, patting them on the back. They're, they're Chicago, man. I figure... <laughs> My projection was seven wins, 17 losses, and 10 draws for 31 points. That is going to be um, the worst team in the league as far <laughs> – no, actually, I take that back. It's the second worst team in the league because I have a team in uh, – actually, it might be even the third worst team in the league because I have two teams in the Eastern Conference – or Western Conference who are even fucking worse. Oh, so. my God. Cruel. All right, okay, who do you got, who yeah. you got in, uh, in the uh, 10 spot? Yeah, second to last in the East, Columbus Crew. Uh, I'm sorry, Higuain, you guys just didn't do enough to uh, uh, improve upon the shit show that you had last year. All right. Um, I have the Philadelphia Union finishing in 10th. I think uh, a lot of it was smoke and mirrors last year when they made the playoffs. I think they regress. 
Uh, I think they finished 18, 8, 15, and 11. Gooch. Gooch. Yeah, Gooch is past his prime. I love Gooch, but I think he's past his prime. Uh, right. 8, 15, 11, 35 points. All right. Um, all right. In ninth place, I actually have Atlanta United. As I said, I was a little more uh, you didn't pessimistic like about yeah. Atlanta. I don't think they'll be in as contention as long. Um, I have them finishing with 10 wins. I have them finishing actually with more wins than a lot of teams, but actually um, losing a lot because I don't think they can defend and sure. less draw. So I have them finishing with 10, 18, and 6 for 36 points. You know, I, I gave you some, some shit about Gooch. I actually have Philadelphia Union as third from the bottom here. So, yeah, same issues, same issues. All right, in eighth place, um, who do you got in eighth place? Orlando City, I, I talked about them holding pad. They're going to move up the table from what they had last year, but they haven't done enough to um, to make a meaningful difference to make that splash up higher. Okay. Um, I have Columbus. Uh, I don't think the crew can quite put it together yet. I think you're right. Uh, we talked before, this is probably a rebuilding year still. I have them finishing with eight wins, uh, 12 losses, and 14 draws for 38 points. Sure. All right. In the last uh, spot that is not the playoffs, uh, seventh place, who do you have? You know, I had wondered if this is partly a jealous Minnesotan fan uh, thing of me, but I have Atlanta United right on the outside of the bubble. I think they're going to compete. I think they're going to play meaningful games at the end of the year, but um, the, I talked about the gelling issue not just on the field but off the field as well. Um, not this year, but I wouldn't be shocked if they did it, you know, in the future. All right. Um, I have Orlando City, actually. I think you're right. I think they're going to not give up as many goals. Um, I think they'll still continue to score a ton of goals. And so I think they are just on the outside looking in. Actually, I think uh, they finish um, 11, 12, and 11 with 44 points, which would have got them in the playoffs last year. But it's actually, won't, do the trick this but year. won't get them in the playoffs this year. And um, by just a point, which is a prelude to the next one. In the sixth spot, I think the Revolution uh, finish uh, six. With last uh, year, they just just missed on goal. Basically, just missed on goal differential. Now I think this year they're in. just eking in. Yeah. They're eking in by a point. I think they finished with uh, forty-five points, the record of ten, nine, and fifteen. I think one of those losses is to Minnesota United. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe one of those draws. Did you predict every single game this year already? Uh, not quite. Oh my god. Not quite. Um, but I think uh, I think they finished with forty five points, and I think they just sneak into the playoffs this year. All Who right. do you have in the sixth spot? Right at the bubble, there in the bubble, I have Montreal Impact again. Uh, this is a good team. They're a team that can get hot any time. Over the long haul, though, they're too, they're going to be too inconsistent to uh, you know be shield contenders or something like that. They're just in the bubble. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. That's a crapshoot. All right. Um, who do you have coming in in fifth? You know, I was one position off of you. I have the Revs. I, I told you, I look at this team and I look at them on paper and I say, this is a real good team. Um, but for some reason, they just aren't a real good team. Not, not a great team, anyway. So, yeah, I got them in the playoffs and who knows after that. All right. Um, I have NYCFC in fifth. Uh, I have them on 49 points. I think they're well clear of uh, missing the playoffs. Um, they will finish with 12 wins, 9 losses, and 13 draws. In fourth, who do you got? This is so you and I have been maybe off a position or two, but we haven't been too far away from each other, with one exception. That's the Chicago Fire. You have the Chicago Fire absolutely in the toilet. I have Chicago Fire in fourth place. I have United. I have DC United in fourth place. We literally. And I had DC United in the toilet. That is we are so far hilarious off. and awesome. Well, no, either hopefully one of us is going to be right, one of us is going to be wrong. Oh so, yeah, I have. I have uh, you really think Chicago is going to go from the worst team in MLS to? 
I think they get hot. I think they're All a right. much more well-rounded team. Uh, I think they've invested in the team. I, that's it. That's it. They're my breakout. All right. That's a, a fire is going to break out. That's a funny hill to die on, but Fleet. whatever. Um, so I have, Uni- I have DC United. I think, uh, I think they stay around where they were. I think they finished with 12 wins, 8 losses, 14 draws, and 50 points. I think somebody's going to be holding their hair back while they're hunched over the toilet. That's good imagery. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. Also pretty funny because neither of us have hair. So. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in third place, I have the Montreal Impact uh, finishing with 13 wins, 7 losses, 14 draws, 53 points. I don't know. I, I don't know how the Impact do it, but they do it, and I not, I'm just going to keep riding that. Oh yeah, I, I love how my my analysis tries to stick to something like facts, and yours is just kind of like come on, you know. Um, oh, I so have these are facts. These are my heart facts. Heart facts, <laughs> alternative these facts. Are alternative yeah. heart alternative facts. Alternative heart facts. Uh, tweet at us yeah. at T D I K M N. Yeah. Hashtag alternative, alternative heart facts. Heart facts. Uh, in third place, I've got the New York Bread Bowls. Um, I like this team. I wasn't as hot on them as you. I don't think they've done enough to uh, move up to that that next step. Uh, but they're consistent, and they've got great, uh, great talent and guys like BWP, and they're gonna do have another good year. All right. Um, so in second place, who do you got? This is the year that it happens. It's gonna make a lot of people pissed off. Not anybody that listens to this podcast, but um, New York City FC is gonna finish ahead of the New York Red Bulls, and um, they're gonna get a little time off in the playoffs. Oh, all right. Uh, I disagree, obviously, because I thought uh, City would finish fifth in the playoffs. Obviously, um, I think Toronto FC. Uh, just continues. I, I I think what they did in the playoffs is probably what they will continue to do this year, hopefully. Um, they didn't really lose anything. They actually kind of got a little bit better. And I think they finished with 54 points um, on 14 wins, 8 losses, and 12 draws. And your Eastern Conference regular season champions, who do you have? It's got to be Toronto. Um, Toronto's the best team top to bottom. Again, I have questions on defense, but I I, I like what they do tactically with the pieces they have. They've got amazing pieces. If they can capitalize on what they did with the playoffs last year, this is the best team in the league, frankly. All right. I got the Red Bulls. Like I said before, I don't think they – Shield winners? I – We don't don't want to blow our west. Don't step on my touchdown call, man. Yeah, sure. Um, I think they – you're right. I think but I don't think any team has improved enough to catch them based on what they can do. Sure. Um, I don't think they've lost enough to warrant them not being projected to win the league. Uh, when we're in the conference, at least. Um, I finished. I think they win 16 again. I think they lose eight. They draw 10. I think they finish with 58 points. And spoiler alert, I do not think they win the supporter shield. You blew, I, you said I was gonna. I yeah. wa- I wanted well, to. I wanted. Me, to, I wanted to. You, yeah, you, the build to you that stepped moment. on my touchdown call, oh, which is what I was saying. So I'm going to step on your touchdown call because I'm going to lead in the next segment. <laughs> so we've talked about we, – now you know who we think is going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Now let's talk about where they're going to finish. We're doing it. We're doing it all the way, guys. Yeah. No half measures on this podcast. We're going to talk about the Eastern Conference playoff predictions. This week, I guess the only week, brought to you by Shooter McGavin Sportswear. Shooter, how are you supposed to chip with anything else on? Shooter McGavin Sportswear. <laughs> so knockout round. It's All a right. knockout good time. Who do you got? I got impact. Well, based on my on my table, I got Obviously. impact over the Revs, uh, three to one. Um, and I got NYCFC taking care of DC United, two to one. Okay, I've got impact over the the Bread Bulls. <laughs> so we both got impact moving on from that round, <laughs> and we're nice. we're starting to converge here. Yeah. And I actually have my my Revs on whom I can't stop believing. 
beating the fire, whom for some reason <laughs> I had to believe, uh, in both uh, Impact and Revs are going to move on to the next round. All right. Uh, Eastern Conference semifinals. I have Toronto FC beating the Impact 4-3 to over aggregate. And uh, Red Bulls taking out NYCFC in the Battle of New York 5-3 to over aggregate. Even, he even put numbers to this. This yeah, is incredible. Man. Listen, um, I don't fuck around. Apparently, I was just uh, I was just fucking around. Um, so I've got Toronto beating the Impact as well. We're starting to converge again. Uh, and NYCFC beating the Revs, whom I had had there. Yes, I have NYCFC going to the Eastern Conference Finals. All right. Um, actually, so the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. here. Who, so um, he, sorry, who do you have in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals? So the, 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 the final final who goes to MLS Cup, I've got Toronto beating NYCFC. I've already kind of you know blown my load about how good I think Toronto is. Um, NYCFC, I think, has improved, but uh, not enough to beat uh, the boys in red. I think, uh, yeah, I also have Toronto FC, um, but I think they lose to the New York Red Bulls. Six to five. Red Bulls in the cup. Red huh? Bulls in the cup. Wow. From the east. All right. Some opinions are right, some opinions are wrong, and each, it's up to each of us to choose whether we want to have a right or wrong opinion. That's fine. So. Yeah. All right, so uh, just so you guys remember, uh, you guys need to go to uh, the davesiknow.com. Or sorry, davesiknow.com. Yeah. Just davesiknow. Know the in there. davesiknow.com. Fill out that application. We're going to keep playing that game. Uh, we've got a couple of really awesome applications of people who want to join Absolutely. davesiknow.com. Yeah. And uh, Let's go know, to the careers tab. Careers tab. We're There's a link to fill out an application. We're gonna hire one of you, at least one of you, and you know the winner. Lucrative gets, spot. Yeah, hundred thousand in Tam. In Tam. Yeah. yeah. The not. Yeah, not other stuff. Um, we have the days I know MLS soccer fantasy podcast, or sorry, fantasy soccer game on mlsoccer.com backslash fantasy, I believe. Uh, all that stuff is on the website, davesiknow.com. Scroll all the way down. That's where the link for the uh, fantasy podcast or fantasy links and stuff are. Yep. You, you need a code to get it? You need to put the code in. I think it's 993-470 because actually my Goodness. wife, my wife, uh, she submitted hers today and she asked me oh, for the code. So. Wow. so, yeah, she's in the league. Wow. Uh, yeah, you can actually win actual money. Uh, that's $50 in target uh, allocation money. Yes. Not targeted. Fifty dollars target, target gift card. Gift card. Fifty dollars right. target from gift card from our sponsors. From our sponsors, Target. Target. When you need some shit and you want to, you know, buy, buy some s- shit. Buy some of that shit. Yeah. yeah. You, target. When you want to spend fifteen dollars on things and you end up spending two hundred dollars. Target. Target. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so yeah, so make sure you sign up for that. Sign up for the game that will start next week. Actually, next Friday is when games kick off. Um, you can also find us like obviously at davesiknow.com. That is where we do our daily soccer ravings. We'll put up our uh, we'll put up our projections so you guys can comment and add that. Um, also, we'll have some little. Uh, I'm gonna do some mini previews. I'm not trying to decide what I want to do. Maybe haikus for teams. Haikus trying to would decide be good. what I want to do, but we'll do. I'll do at least some previews. Uh, at tdikmn, that's our Twitter handle. Please, please, please follow us. Tweet at us. We love that. Uh, emails any questions you have at the Daves I know at gmail.com. Uh, our podcast is on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. I'm working with t- iTunes and Google Play. Sorry, They're just not guys. working back. They have not emailed me back. I will put the wrath of God in them. You can follow me, uh, David Zeller, at Texas Zeller on Twitter. You can follow Dave Martin at offensive underscore loons. This we has been it. the Daves I know. Absolutely. We are the Daves. You know, this was the Daves I know. Try and work it out, cause we-